Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane. Tonight, like always, I'm here with my co-host, Dustin Smith. The Auburn Tigers, 94-73 to over the Georgia Bulldogs in Neville Arena. Dustin, they look damn good, man. They look damn good. They improved to 17-5 and on the year and 7-2 and in SEC play, man. What an effort it was, Dustin. I mean, I can't, you know, I, I really can't pick at anything that went wrong. Um, I know it started it started a little a little shaky in the beginning, but uh, I think Wendell took over in that first half, man, and th- the shots that he made from deep, uh, Joe Nye Broom couldn't be stopped, man. Alan Flanagan was on his A game. What a performance from him. And K.D. Johnson shows up, Dustin. Uh, what a performance from him! Back-to-back games with double digits. So yeah. if we can keep getting that productivity from KD, man, I think we're in store for something special from this Auburn team. But first, man, kicking this thing off before we dive into this game, there's some big recruiting news on the hardwood floating around Auburn, man. We know uh, Tahad Pettiford has committed to the Auburn Tigers. That's a big-time get. Some people say the number two national rated guard in the country. Some people say three. I'll take either one. I don't really (laughs) care. Uh, A six-foot guard, about 160. Uh, They say he will be the true point guard. That's what I also believe. I know that's what you also believe. And then we will hear the announcement tomorrow Mm. of LeBaron filing. A lot of people have sent in crystal balls, Dustin, towards Auburn. A lot of people think the momentum is headed there. We know Coach Flan is headed to Mobile, Alabama, and he will fly to Knoxville, Tennessee, Saturday morning before the game, man. This could potentially be big-time news. You're going to have a combo guard in LeBaron. He's probably going to play the two. I know you also believe that just like I do. Man, let me hear your thoughts. If we get LeBaron filing, man, I mean – we're going to go to number two. We're going to go to the, the the second ranked recruiting class in the country, Dustin. This is groundbreaking stuff from the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, you remember when we missed on Ace Bailey, which everybody missed yeah. on Ace Bailey. He went to Rutgers. Like Rutgers. everyone, yeah, everyone missed. Yeah. Um, when you when that happened, there was all this going on about Bruce. All of a sudden, he can't recruit. You know, it's yeah. becoming too much basketball and all that. And we talked about at the time how stupid of a take that was. Something that's very smart, 
that Bruce did today or has been doing uh, that I read about today actually was he he identified Pettiford and LeBaron early. And he sold this to them in the get-go, this two-guard mm-hmm. system. This isn't this isn't anything like this was all part of it. There's a reason why one's committing on Wednesday and then one's committing on Friday. They've become yeah. really tight. Coach Flan has also become really tight with uh, LeBaron's family. So yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna have Flan come down here and then fly him to Knoxville on the school's money. Like they were not gonna waste money like that. Um, yeah, I I'm 99 sure that he'll sign tomorrow at 12:30, and mm. uh, I'll be going up there tomorrow night to your old high school and checking them out. Man, they're 21 yeah. and six, and then Cottage Hill is going to say 22 and two, I believe. Uh, you yeah. can know a little bit more about their team and some of the players on their team. But it's supposed to be a hype atmosphere. It's supposed to be sold out. And uh, me and you'll be in the building most likely. I know I'll be there. I know you're going to try to make it. So I'm excited, yeah, man. man. Uh, Wednesday was just an awesome day for us. We've got football recruits as well. And, you know, we talked about with Wendell. We talked about with Wendell on the last episode, how mm-hmm. he doesn't have the guard to help him out. There's not a guy to comp his size. Okay. So, yeah, Pettifer's only six foot. Now, when you watch him, he's got a lot. He's got like a Jared Harper type game. Like, he mm-hmm. plays above the rim, mm-hmm. even at six foot. He, he's got some dunks, man. He's, he's got no some doubt. Um, And he's also got a deli step back three. So, his game's a little bit different than what Wendell's is and some, and, and some of these smaller guards, even Sharif Cooper. He has a different game than Sharif Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, so, he's, he's just a little bit different. So, he's still smaller, but he plays with a certain tenacity and his skill set will kind of offset that. But like we talk about with Wynn, how Wynn needs a big guard to help him, that's everything that LeBaron is. He mm. is a two. He They call him a combo guard. Bro, yeah. he's a two. Like They yeah. call him a combo guard because his ball handling is so good. That's mm-hmm. why they call him that. Uh, like, he ball handles, like, I mean, it's, it's Kyrie-esque. It really is. Mm. Um, like it, it's, it's wild. He can just – there's no difference with either hand. Yeah. Um, just as just as smooth, the IQs there, and then the main thing that every Auburn fan should love is he fills it up, bro. Mid range, mm. inside dunks, Anything. layups, three. It just doesn't matter. Step back three, catch and shoot yeah. three. It doesn't matter. So as long as we pull this off, and listen, Kansas wants them. There's some other guys that wanted that. There might be some late night calls tonight, but uh, I don't. I'm not. This isn't you know. This isn't Tony Mitchell. Um, we're going to, <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness! This, this is a, this is a good kid, class act kid. Uh, he's not going to do anybody like that. And I think that tomorrow will be a good day for Auburn. I hope he caps it off tomorrow night with a fifty-point performance. And mm. you can look at the backcourt of the future and be really excited. And just man, they they cut their games complement each other perfect, bro. Mm, man, love to hear that. I know one thing that is super impressive to me about LeBaron, man, is him, his ability to get to the rim, take body contact, and still finish at the rim, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's going he's gonna to have a tough task tomorrow night. I know Cottage Hill, uh, one of their bigs, uh, the Thomas Twins down there, I know one of them, he just signed with South Alabama to play tight end. Uh, mm-hmm. So they got some dudes on their team, man. They're expected – I think they're ranked like one or two in three A, I believe. So uh, they're they're really really good. And yeah, man, they've been deep the past couple of years. They were just really young. Now that team is is blossomed. They're older. Uh, they've been into the playoffs and deep into the playoffs. So uh, I really expect this Cotta Chill team to make a run. Uh, 
possibly to a state championship. So it's it's going to be a good one, man. I can't wait to see it. Uh, but man, Dustin, we got to get into this into this ninety four to seventy three thumping from the Auburn Tigers, man. Look, it was a revenge game, Dustin. Let's be honest. Yeah. We went to Athens and we got spanked. And last night, I think we played with a chip on our shoulder. I think the guys were ready. And honestly, man, I'll tell you, Joe Nye Broom could not be stopped, Dustin. Uh, give me your thoughts on Joe Nye. A double-double in the first half. I mean, <laughs> dude, dude, I mean, he couldn't be stopped. And and he was talking a little trash, too, Dustin. I love that. He was getting a little lippy. I loved it. Yeah, I love when Auburn plays with that chip on the shoulder, man. Yeah, they they took it personal because even the fan base was hard on them because you lost to freaking Georgia. And yep. getting swept by Georgia in basketball would be completely unacceptable. That's just not something that – Yeah, so to come out and do what we did, I knew it was going to be a good night whenever Janai and Lior were fighting for a rebound. Mm. I was like, okay, everybody's ready to go. Flan had this look in his eye. It was uh, – KD had that look in his eye. He was 100% energized in KD tonight. Uh, yeah, dude, everybody was ready to go. They were pissed off and they wanted it. And after a bad week, you know, and look, dude, look at the next five games, right? These, yeah. these are these are tough. You had to have this one. The, like, you had to have this one. You couldn't afford to drop this one with the stretch you have coming up. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I tell you what, Dustin, these next few games, man, these are your money makers, all right? Mm -hmm. All of us Auburn fans, we're sitting here saying, hey, we need big-time wins. It started last night, okay? This is a Georgia team that is much improved. This is a Georgia team that has two big, talented guards, okay? Both of them lit us up in Athens, okay? And what we did last night is we strangled them, okay? Mm -hmm. We did not let their two guards get off, uh, and and – we blew them out, man. We blew them out. We could have we could have beat them by forty. Listen, Bruce left the starters in until like two thirty eight, I think, is when he took yeah. them out, and we were up by twenty thirty points. There's yeah. a reason for that, no doubt. And and you know, I mean, and when I say we could have beat them by forty, Dustin, I'm saying like in the second half, man, you could tell Auburn yeah. was up thirty and 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 all that, and and Georgia hit. They kept hitting threes and stuff like that. I'm not even really worried about the defense on the on the back end in the second half. Auburn was a control the entire game. So, um, man, at the start of the game, it looked a little sloppy, all right? But there was a stretch right in there with about seven, eight minutes left in the first half. Wendell Green Jr. just flat out took over, man. Uh, from any spot on the any spot on the court, when was hitting. I mean, he was letting it fly in transition. The pull-up three in transition, he, he I mean, smooth, smooth stroke. Uh, bottom of the net, man, uh, driving in the lane, uh, tough shots. There was one he just slung off the glass, man, took contact, and he looked at the official, and he was like, hey, where's the foul? Yeah, you know? yeah that was wild. Uh, Come on, man. Like, like there's body contact there. Call the foul, you know. <laughs> Give me the AM one, especially after a shot like that, man. But uh, the the transition lob to Cardwell, my goodness. I mean, this uh, this Auburn team was they were firing on full uh, all cylinders, man. Uh, what what was your thoughts on Wendell Green Jr. last night, Dustin? He did his thing, bro. No, he did doubt. his thing, and that's the win we need. Eighteen points, six assists, and the main thing: three for five from three. Mm. Nice and efficient. Mm. Nice and efficient. Um, how many turnovers did he have? You know, it wasn't it wasn't many. I don't I don't really, have it sitting in front of me, but I think we only had nine as a team. 
Nine as a team. Love that single digit turnovers. What else could you ask for? I mean, yeah, it was just it was it was just efficient. And when we're when he's moving the ball that way, and when he's protecting the ball, and he's not turning over. We talk about it, where everyone knows this isn't a secret at yeah. this point. This team goes as win goes. Mm-hmm. And when he's pulling up from three and he's banging them the way he was in transition, you already know mm-hmm. what's up, man. No doubt. No doubt, Dustin. Uh, and, and you know, we mentioned KD Johnson a little bit earlier. And, and I wanted to talk about KD, man. We know the confidence and we've talked about it multiple times. And we've talked about when not having that guard to help him. But last night was so much positivity from KD. You saw the KD from last year, Dustin. And I tell you what, man, seeing the kid smile, seeing him get back in his comfort zone, seeing the psycho KD come back out, man, a breath of fresh air for this kid. I think he's found something, Dustin. I think he's found something. And if he can keep giving us double-digit performances, that's just another guy, Dustin. That's another guy to add along with Alan Flanagan, Jonah Broom, Wendell Green Jr., and Jalen Williams. And and even to this, Jay Will didn't even have his best game last night, and KD was there to pick him up. And that's where I'm getting with this, man, is, is these guys, Jay Will, KD, Flan, Win, your returners, okay? We need each of you to step up. And to see KD Johnson do it last night, man, a breath of fresh air. Uh, super happy for the kid, man. Uh, just You could see Neville – you could see Neville just get in behind him and everything, man. And I love the snapshot uh, of, of him on the bench when he just kind of looked. He just, you know, uh, and just looked at it and then yeah, got back. Yeah, we're going back and forth all night. Yeah, yeah. So, um, man, KD, uh, love it. Dustin, you got any thoughts on KD? We need this. Mm-hmm. If we're going to do anything in March, we need this. Yep. And no that's how Wynn has 18 points, six assists, and goes three for five and three, right? It's because yep. you have help. And this is the thing I like about KD's performance, four for seven. Yep. Not You didn't get those 13 going four for 14 or anything crazy. You know, he played within the flow of the game. Mm. We were just – that was our cleanest performance of the year. I mean, this this team scoring over 90 points is a miracle from Auburn Jesus itself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Katie just looked, he just looked, see, this was the thing, right? Like, after that suspension, mm-hmm. up until, there was even some games where he started, I'd say probably two or three games ago. He started having his energy back, when he, but he wasn't playing well. But mm-hmm. there was a, there was a stretch where he didn't even have that energy. Yeah. And you kind of you kind of seen it come and come and come. And then he was really – everyone kind of joined him in the second half mm-hmm. in Morgantown, but he had it from the get-go in Morgantown. Um, so that's a good sign, bro. Like the last two nights, KD's had that from the get. It's I'm ready yeah. to go. I'm ready to play. Um, it's crucial for us. when If KD's going to get 13 and then Dylan Carwell is going to give you eight, bro. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Man. Man, hey, I was just about to ask you. Let's stay on the bench real quick. Trey Donaldson, Dylan Cardwell. Oh, yeah, come on now. Crazy. Come on now. Hey, give me those performances, man. Trey Donaldson, uh, exceptional. Playing yeah. playing out of his mind right now. Look, he's not going to fill it up. Yeah, he's not going to fill it up on the stat sheet. It's not going to be flashy numbers. You're not going to look at this guy and be like, oh, man, he dropped 30. No, but he plays 14 minutes, gives you five assists. Come on, Dustin. That's, that's exactly what we need out of this bench 
And Dylan Cardwell, man, I mean, look, if he would have finished that one, if he could have got that one to go, Dustin, my goodness, man, they're lucky. Georgia's lucky he didn't get the one uh, where he got fouled right there, man, because if he would have completed that one, oh, man, uh, they, they were just flying around, man. They were flying around. You could tell it was a different team that went 0-2 last week and, and struggled uh, on the road at West Virginia in that first half, man. So it was really exciting to see Leor Berman, all right, getting in there, tussling yeah. down low, fighting for boards. Love Leor getting double-digit minutes. Love to see it, Forced man. Forced a turnover think we, on defense. Yeah, man. And, and, and that's a guy that we've been saying for a little while on this podcast that he needs a few more minutes. Keep Leor on the floor. He's going to yeah. bust his tail. He's going to get after it. And he's going to hit you a big shot every once in a while. So I think collectively last night, like you said just a minute ago, this was Auburn's best performance of the year in a revenge game. And in my opinion, Auburn took that Georgia loss on the road and you scratched it off your resume. Okay. They, they can't look at this and be like, okay, well, you know, you went to Georgia and you got thumped. Okay, well, they come to Auburn and they got thumped. So, let's right. scratch it. It's null and void, okay? That that bad loss at Athens, I don't think you can look at that and say, okay, well, that's a strike against Auburn because they come to Neville and you thumped them even worse than they thumped you uh, in Athens. So, I, I thought it was a damn good performance, man. I really did. Yeah, stay, stay steady as a fan because – yeah. Go back over just the last over just the last week. We played sixty straight minutes of terrible basketball, yep. and then followed that up with sixty straight minutes of the best basketball we played all year. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So these are college kids, and it's just inconsistent like that. And these are tough. Like these are tough games. Like going to Athens was tougher than we thought it was going to be. Going to Morgantown is tough. Going to USC mm -hmm. is tough. You know, so it's just gonna be that way. Look at Tennessee last night going to Florida. Ooh. Um, you know, so mm. it's uh just overall the Georgia thing, like first of all, I just it's always nice to just kick Georgia's ass, bro. Just <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> like and, and it was never there was never any drama. What was it? 18 to 14 was probably the last time it was close. And yeah. then from there, and then from there we just ran with it. Uh I thought another thing that was important too was Simo. Oh man. Uh, like I know he was two for five, but yeah. he looked. He, this was the first time since the injury that he looked in the flow of it. He doesn't look hesitant. Mm -hmm. He looked confident and ready to go. Um, yeah. We had a game plan. The Georgia Tech coach White, he he's kind of known to give us some problems. Mm -hmm. Well, Bruce went back to the drawing board and he figured those night or last night. Yeah, man. And and one thing about Semo, once he hit that shot at the top of the key. Uh, you could tell there was a little confidence that come back into five right there. Um, and and I, this is always a CMO support <laughs> podcast. Okay? Yeah, for sure. We're going to support him. CMO uh, and Jalen, maybe. Yeah, man. Jalen Williams, uh, he'll he'll be back. You know, it wasn't the best night offensively, but uh, Katie Johnson was there. So you love to see it, man. The Auburn Tigers get a big-time win. And one thing before we get out of here, man, where is Yoan Treor? I don't know, so, Dustin. I don't know. I, I Real quick, I said nine turnovers. I got it here. It's five. We had five total turnovers. Wow, we had five. So five. That's, that's even score, better. That's how you score 90 points. There are yeah. nights, Flan had zero turnovers and went eight for 10 shooting. 
Like there are nights where Flan has had five turnovers himself. So yeah, you know, when you have five as a team, that's how you're going to get it done. Uh, but, I believe it was. Did ahead, did bro. did we just did I just skip over Allen Flanagan? My yeah, goodness. Everybody bro. got off. Everybody got off. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The disrespect, bro. Hold on. Before we get to Yoan, let's back it up, man. Allen Flanagan. Hold up one minute, man. What 80%. a what a performance from mm-hmm. Allen Flanagan, man. Uh, one of the best performances I've seen from him in the past couple of years, man. Uh, eight of ten from the field. Three of five from three and 22 points, man. The guy was special last night, showing some bunnies, win with the lob. Yeah, and he said, hey, nice. hey, it's on, man. Uh, we're out. We're having fun. Uh, I know he hit the three from the corner over there. Uh, that was a big shot, man. He looked silky smooth last night, man. Alan Flanagan, Dustin, let me hear it, brother. Well, he caught the one off the top of the key. He catches it off the screen. The catch and shoot doesn't hesitate a, a minute. Let's yeah. fly. And hit it, and then you know it's on and popping right there. When he dunks it, he dunks it with authority. Mm-hmm. He's like we've talked about the last couple of weeks. He just got his pop back, bro. Yeah. And yeah, man, that's if he's gonna do if he's gonna do that, you know, mm-hmm. this team this team's ceiling goes up. I mean, you can't be any more efficient than eight for ten with zero turnovers. And he did his thing defensively too. Yeah, bro's a dog. Bro's a dog, man. And and it's good to see him back fully healthy. And I've always said – I kept saying it last year, man, that that you could tell Flan was nervous about the Achilles. You could see it in the yeah, first sure. step. And sure. I, you, you just – you knew that was bothering him. And you didn't get the same player last year. And now it's slowly starting to come back. And, and you know, a lot of people coming into this year, they were wondering, well, where's the NBA Flan? All right, the guy that went to test the waters and we saw he was putting up 15, 17 points in the in those trial run NBA draft games and all that. And then you see that kind of performance last night and you're like, hey, there's that flan. There he is. And if you get that flan, this Auburn team with some of the projections that I've seen, Dustin, I like. Okay. I like, I like, I like. But they got to keep it up because you got a tough stretch. You go to Tennessee this Saturday. All right. Tough. We'll get to that in a minute. But man, Johan Treor, where has he been? Is he hurt? What is going on? I just, I don't know, man. So this was Bruce's explanation. He got asked this yeah. last night. Um, I watched the press conference and I rewound this part three times to make mm-hmm. sure I heard it correctly. Um, the way I understand what he was saying was, and then Justin Ferguson posted the transcript as well on Twitter. You can go back and look at it. Um, and he elaborated on it as well, the way he thought Bruce was kind of mm-hmm. trying to was basically whenever whenever Simo got hurt and Lior came in, Lior earned minutes. Mm-hmm. And then Simo comes back. Bruce wants to keep it at a 10-man rotation. He doesn't okay. want to go past 211. Okay. So Johan was the odd man out. Mm-hmm. That's the explanation. I'll just give you my opinion. I feel like when a kid that's been struggling goes off and gets you eight points all of a sudden, and then he doesn't get any minutes, I don't like that. I thought Johan should still be getting minutes to see if he can build mm-hmm. on the first time he looked confident all year. But that's yeah. the explanation, and you know Bruce knows what he's doing. He wants to keep the minutes at 10 or the rotation at 10 men. Okay, okay. 
I respect it. I respect it. Um, man, traveling to Tennessee this Saturday, Tennessee drops. <laughs> drops one to Florida, man. Uh, a shocker. They move up to number two in the polls and they get thumped in Gainesville, man. I gotta ask you, Dustin. I gotta ask you, man. Did you did you I look, I know it was good to see him get thumped. I always love watching Tennessee yeah. get thumped now, but we travel there Saturday. You know that that's going to be in the back of their mind, and they're going to want a bounce back performance in front of their home crowd. Would you have rather seen them win last night and maybe get caught sleeping Saturday, or do you think this Auburn team is up for the task to go into Knoxville Saturday and get a dub? Man, I go back and forth on this. I can't give you a real good. I'm going. I, I don't ride the fence often. Forgive me. I don't ride the fence. I don't know, man. Uh. I know this. I know that Bruce has Rick Barnes' number, and the way mm. that Buzz, and the way that Buzz has Bruce's number, that just happens, man. These guys see yeah. each other a lot. They've been coaching against each other a long time, mm-hmm. and they have. There's just some things that some guys gonna do well, and he knows what. The, I mean, it's just that. It's just that way. It's like a right. Uh, you can be a really good pitcher, but one batter just has got you figured out. Mm. Like it's, you know, it's just that way sometimes. Yeah, and that's the way it is right here. Bruce has Rick Barnes' number, and it seems like since Bruce has been to Auburn, because you know how it is, bro, all the players yeah. that play for Bruce love him. Mm-hmm. They know what playing at Tennessee means. No even doubt. in the even in the COVID year, we sucked. Yeah. We, went, we we thought Tennessee a way better Tennessee team. Yeah, like it just seems like these guys like they know this game means something to Bruce, especially when mm-hmm. we go to Knoxville. And we always handle our own. So I think from a matchup standpoint and from that standpoint, I think we have a good chance. And everyone, you know, was acting two weeks ago like Tennessee wasn't was unbeatable, and yeah. rightfully so. Um, but same thing with Alabama. And then Bama comes out and gets stumped by Oklahoma. And yeah. then Tennessee gets stumped by Florida. So yeah, I uh I probably would have liked to have seen them win first Florida. And then, you know, us catch them because now you're going to get their full attention. You you are anyway type thing, yeah. but just, you know, they're really going to be on guard. They're going to be ready to roll for sure. They're going to be ready to bounce back. They don't want to lose two in a row. But at the same time, we didn't want to lose two in a row. You know, we still came out flat in Morgantown. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about, these are college kids. Like it's not mm-hmm. – Tennessee's not a good enough team. I think ESPN is showing the win percentage thing at like 9% for us. It's like 8.8 or something. 9%. There's that's not that's yeah, that's come on, bro. Come yeah. on. Kentucky went there and won. Come on. <laughs> like look, I, I know I know Kentucky's rolling and everything right now. They're figuring things out, but that was when they were trying to figure things out and they were struggling. They went into Knoxville and got a dub. Uh so don't give me no nine percent BS. All right. I don't want to hear that. Man, I went on a podcast the other day. And they asked me, who is one former player that you could bring back any player in Auburn basketball history to help Auburn win this Tennessee game? Dustin, I got to ask you this same question, bro. Who would you pick to sit on Auburn's roster right now and bring back any former Auburn player 
to beat Tennessee. All right, pick somebody to sit. Yeah, you got to pick somebody to sit and okay, cool. insert insert Easy. one guy. Easy. I'm sitting Leor and I'm bringing back uh, Samir Dowdy. Mm. Samir, give you that three point shot, huh? Samir, Samir's gonna Samir's gonna play Samir's gonna play hard D. Mm-hmm. Samir is going to hit the three, mm-hmm. and he's not gonna do anything stupid. And in, a, in an environment like this, in a game like this, yeah, I want Samir Dowdy's. I like that pick, man. I said Isaac Okora. I said Isaac Okora. That's going to give you a lockdown defender out on the wing. Yeah. Uh, he can guard, you know, the the two, the three. You know, I mean, he can do it at any position, man. Isaac Okora is a stud, and he's also going to give you fifteen to twenty. You know, so uh, that's why I liked Okoro, man. I he thought can he help was a, win. Yeah, he, he can help, help bring win. the ball to court. Exactly, man, and. Um, I said Isaac, and I think he was a phenomenal Auburn player. I think he was an, a, a great, and it was kind of crappy that we didn't get to see him make a tournament run in an Auburn jersey, man. It sucked. It hurt because I think that Auburn team was a Sweet 16 team, man. I really do. I think they could have even went further than the Sweet 16 uh, because they were great defensively. And uh, and you and you had a guy like Okoro. I think he had that dog in him to make a run, man. Yeah, you had that guy, but you were also a veteran team. And yeah, yeah, yeah. For man, sure. that, you that remember you, you remember when Samir hit that little shimmy, like like he let yeah. the three go, and and he just turned around and Neville and just oh the shimmy shake, you know. And I was just like, oh my goodness. And then he pointed, he like pointed at his arm and everything, and was just like, give me all three of these. I was like, oh man, like. Dude was raw, man. I miss Samir. Samir is my type of guy. That's my type of player right there. Yeah, man. And, you know, the foul in the corner in the Final Four and everything. Like, yeah. Uh, Yeah. That was all like. I don't even hold it, like, against him or anything, you know. Like, it is what it is. Dude was a. It's our ball anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dude was an Auburn great, man. He was so fun to watch. And uh, Dangel Purifoy, uh, man, Dangel Purifoy uh, signed a contract in Greece, man, to play professional basketball over there. Uh, so I, I follow him through social media, and I, I talked to him today. And I say, you know, congrats, bro. Like, I, you know, I follow you and uh, War Damn Eagle and really proud of you, man. So that is another former Auburn great that is overseas uh, making a big impact, man. Uh, I know the league that he was just in, he won like most valuable player and everything was getting like 18, 19 points a game over there. So uh, he's over there killing it, man. That was, that was a guy on that team on that final four team that really went through a lot of shit, man. He went through a lot of stuff at Auburn and bounced back. Shout out to the FBI. When the people at the highest order in this country, are like involved in mass corruption yeah and you're worried about oh my god auburn and lsu just signed four stars in basketball we have yeah. to go see what's going on <laughs> like oh i mean because kentucky doesn't do anything shady yeah because because louisville and duke have never done anything shady because north yeah. carolina's never done anything shady because kansas is just on the up and up get yeah. out of here bro like get out of here i see what i'm sorry like 
Auburn sucks at football right now. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that the system's designed for us to suck in football or there are forces working against us. Bro, yeah. I hate to tell you, like, when I watched the end of that Virginia game, when I look at the bracket you put us in after yeah. the year we had that year, yeah. like, what? It was disrespect. And we, and we still ran through all of them, like, made history, it's, and it, then you decided to not call – it's oh, oh, bro. All right. And then you call that foul in the corner, like the whole thing. You know the Kodak song, Tunnel Vision? Yeah. I, I'll have to go find it. I wrote out a whole song during that. But <laughs> when he, uh, it was it was a remix to Tunnel Vision. And I said, they don't want to see my Tigers winning. They put all of my players <laughs> on suspension. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was just us against the world, bro. Like, I, I'm going to have to get off this one because <laughs> – <laughs> that's bullshit that whole yeah. that whole that whole scene that whole thing and the yeah. way they do it and then cooper and then sharif yeah and then all of a sudden we're gonna bench sharif dude they 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 bench colin sexton and that whole deal for one game he was in the yeah. same investigation he got benched for one non-conference game you ruined danzel purifoy's career you ruined it mm-hmm. yeah he didn't get back right for two years bro Yep. To for for what? How come how come when Cam Newton comes to Auburn, all of a sudden the FBI come down? How come when we get a five star <laughs> center and a four star power forward, the FBI come down? Why y'all so worried about what we got going on, bro? Do your job. Mm. Do your mm. job. The president of the United States, when they do corruption, go get them. Quit worrying <laughs> yeah. about Bruce Pearl and Gene Chizik. Hey. You you remember you remember in in Roll Tide War Eagle right the the little documentary oh, they did and the late great Pat Dye he said there's no no program in the country that's lily white all right <laughs> it happens everywhere I right? don't don't pinpoint Auburn and LSU for 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 doing what they did and what went on like go after you think Duke don't pay players like you said you don't think North Carolina and Kentucky and all those cats don't do it John man get out Paul of here Marcus Cousins Yeah come on man look you don't you don't think in football like what what Reggie Bush got caught with give Reggie Bush his Heisman <laughs> back bro because everybody does it all right the dude moved out the hood and put his family in a nice neighborhood and you want to put somebody on probation and and all these people say oh well nil's ruining college football bro nil they well they say nil's ruining college sports bro nil's been going on forever right <laughs> yeah people people say oh well this kid from alabama he he asked saban to put his girlfriend in law school and he said hit the door that that just didn't start over nil dog like that's been going on forever like it, it, i don't know why people think this is new People have been asking for cash for ages. So I like I know I know a couple people, you know, through the grapevine, man, that say that that players have been getting paid since the eighties, dog. Like like it wasn't anything like new, you know? Like it's it's yeah. been happening. So NIL what's it change? I know people that know Julio Jones. I went to school with Trent Richardson. Yeah, like you know, man. Like look, I got eyes. <laughs> look, bro, like, look at LeBron James. He was driving a Hummer at 18, dog. Like, come on, man. He was straight out of the, the projects in Cleveland. And you want to think Akron, Ohio, and you want to think Cuz was just bought, went out and bought a Hummer? Like, come on, man. Like, don't be dumb. Like, 
but we get it, man. It happens. Like the dude was hooked up with agents in high school, Carmelo Anthony, like the dude skipped out, you know, and, and, and went to Syracuse for a year and, and all this stuff, man. Come on. We know, man. You see, uh, it, you see the UConn fans? No. What happened? Yeah. With Pettiford, that was their, that was their big thing. Well, with NIL now, we'll just we're going to start losing to football schools like Auburn. We'll just never be able to compete now with NIL. No, you you haven't been relevant in in <laughs> since Shabazz Napier, all right, and Kimball Walker. So yeah, since the one coach that made you relevant left, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to hear that about no NIL. It's been going on for ages. So that that was kind of my point, man. Is like quit blaming stuff on NIL. It's been going on for years, like. Money's been getting dished around before NIL. Like, it's a mute point, man. Avery Jones, the center from East Carolina, he took yeah. less money to come to Auburn. He USC would throw the book at him. It's not. Yeah, it's, look, not all, it's not all the, about that. The Proctor kid, uh, he said he would have made more NIL money at Iowa than he would have at Alabama. He was right. like, "But yeah. w- which one am I gonna develop at?" and have the gateway to the NFL, too. He was like, Alabama, man. He was like, they send more players than anybody to the pros, so why wouldn't I go there? He was like, I'm going to turn down NIL money because in three to four years, I'm going to be making NFL money. So, like, <laughs> the the NIL stuff is cap, bro. Like, it, it's, it's just – I hate when people just start grinding on NIL. Like, it just – it gets at me, bro. But, hey, um, before we get out of here, before we get out of here, the National Signing Day stuff for football comes up, and Hugh Freeze, man, he he locks down Jeremiah Cobb. That was just an absolute huge get. We know Georgia made a big push in there for Jeremiah Cobb. A bunch of others try to come in, and Cadillac anchored down, uh, put his foot down, man, and, and, and really got us a big-time player. Hugh Freeze on the recruiting trail, man, just hammering home. The recruiting job, the the guy got asked at the Senior Bowl, man, one quote that stuck out to me, and I really want to show praise to Hugh Freeze for this. He said at the Senior Bowl, they said, man, how have you done this in recruiting so far? And he said, because I understand it and I love it, okay? He said, and when I took the job, I knew it had to be done. He said, and I haven't slept in my bed since I took the (laughs) job. He said, I might have four hours of sleep. Come on now. Come on now, Dustin. All right, go look at junior day last year, 20 people, 20 people, all right? And then you got almost 200 there this year, man. Hugh Freeze gets it, man. He gets it. Yeah, so we got uh, Austri. His first name slips my mind, forgive me. But uh, he's a four-star. He's listed as an edge, but he's 280, and he's only a sophomore, so he's not going to play edge. Um, But he'll probably move inside. But the thing I like about this is, when you're a sophomore, it's hard to get a rating. Uh, yeah. He's already he's already got a four star, so you just got to yeah. think. The more he develops, he's probably going to sign as a five star. Uh, he tweeted out a picture of him as a baby and like an Auburn helmet and the Auburn jersey and all that. Uh, he's from Opelika, uh, so that's a huge gift for us. Just locking down the backyard, and then Jaden Lewis commits. Also, uh, both these guys committed on junior day. And yeah. then they, they they played it out to where they announced it on Wednesday because they knew we weren't going to do anything big on National Signing Day, which yeah. nobody did. Like yeah. that's because it's it's ninety percent at the first go, so right. Yeah, you don't expect nothing on the second go. But yeah, so then Jaden Lewis, and the big thing about Jaden Lewis, he's a four-star defensive back. The big thing about him is, um, his best friend 
it's the number one safety in the country. Mm. And there has been some pretty cryptic treats over the past 36 hours from mm. those two. Talk to me, Dustin. So if, you know, it, it's, we're starting to go that direction and yeah, we're, we're still a little bit behind on mm -hmm. 2024, just from like a relationship standpoint. Well, you know, like you mentioned, man, Hugh ain't, Hugh ain't sleeping. Uh, yeah. Charlie five mentioned the other day on locked on that who's already been to central Phoenix city four to five times. Now mm. you can say, okay, well that's only 30 minutes off the street. And yeah, you should be doing that. But the last guy didn't. And exactly. the other guy, exactly. the other guy quit doing it. Like mm. he did it at first and then he stopped. Mm. It's just, it's been a while. They got a four star receiver right now. Uh, his name is Coleman. Bama's all over him. Everybody's all over him. Yeah. We, we like our chances with him. And we're going to have to start getting these Phoenix city kids, these Montgomery kids. If we're going to compete, you don't have to fly out to Portland to try to get Darius Clemens who missed to <laughs> Michigan anyway, when you've got four stars, 20 minutes up the street, bro, just go get yeah. those guys. Just go get no those guys. Uh, Walker White commits tomorrow, quarter, uh, four-star quarterback from Little Rock, Arkansas. It's down to us in Clemson. It's been kind of hard to get a read on that one. There's some people saying he's leaning Clemson, but it's nothing like strong enough to know. Uh, yeah. Last interview I saw with him, he said Auburn was really gaining a lot of momentum. So I don't know. We'll see about that. That would be nice for us to get because you always you want to get that quarterback early. But like you said, man, and think about with the 25 kid, he's, he said in his quote, I want to get at it. I'm going to go ahead and start recruiting guys. Yeah. So like you said, man, Hugh gets it. Let's go ahead and get these guys. It's, it's nonstop. He hasn't slept. Um, he's, he's been saying this week around the senior bowl and stuff. I do need to stay on the facility a little bit and get to know the players on this team. Because mm. I think, I think what he said was he's trying his best to be professional, but you just got to be honest yeah. at some point. The two things that he said that stuck out to me was he said, one, it's hard for me because he keeps getting asked about Robbie Ashford. He said it's hard for me to he says it's hard for me to grade Robbie because he was always on the run. He said, yeah. I just can't give a fair grade for a quarterback. He what he said was he said, I tried to put together a package of when Robbie had time and could read defenses. And he said we struggled to find enough plays to put together a package. Wow. And wow. Then, and then on top of that, he said, You never he said, I never would have dreamed of coming into a job anywhere, much less Auburn University. And having to and having nine being the number of offensive linemen I had to get, he's he's kind of upset because we got eight. His number yeah. was nine. He says he still has to add one in the spring, uh, in the spring portal season. So wow, just, it's been, he just the uphill battle that he's had to face. But like you said, brother, he gets it and he's not scared to get at it. Love it, man. I, I absolutely love it. War damn eagle on the football side of things. Things are popping yeah. over there. Uh, Hugh Freeze and staff. Man, it's refreshing. It's refreshing. Hmm. Uh, it's it's uh, it's special to see, man, because these last two years have been hell. So uh, just love the momentum, love everything that's going on. The schedule sets up for us this year, man. Mm -hmm. But uh, this basketball season is is turning out to it looks like it's it's headed to be a good one. Uh, I know we got a tough stretch coming up and uh, and baseball season kicking off, man. Baseball season kicking off. I know we're getting ready uh, for the Indiana. Days. Yeah, man, the Indiana series uh, to kick things off at Plainsman Park. I bought my tickets today. Uh, I know you're getting your uh, tickets yep. squared away and everything, and we'll be up there. And hopefully we can do a pod. Hopefully we can do a pod. I want to do one inside of Plainsman. 
I want to do a podcast inside of Plainsman, man. Like, try to. Like, try to set it up and make <laughs> it happen, bro. I think that would be sick for, for the Auburn fans who do watch this podcast, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, Auburn sports, they're on the up, man. They're on the up, and uh, and we're excited, and we love talking about it. But as we get out of here, Dustin, I'll let you plug your show over at Southern Sports Daily and, and let you uh, leak all your content, man. Yeah. Quick, I ain't got time to go down this deep, but shout out to TB12, baby. Thank you, Tom mm. Brady. Mm. Uh, you, dude, I'm 31 years old. Dude started playing yep. when I was eight. eight. Like, yep. it's like the last part of my sports childhood has finally mm. gone. So, uh, uh, I mean, he's got a $300 million TV deal waiting on him. Yeah. So, he's like, he'll be all right. But, uh, yeah. 2020 was awesome as a Bucks fan and to go from not making the playoffs in 17 years, and then he comes in and we win the chip. So uh, just res- a lot of respect for him. He showed everybody how to do it. And I don't, I, in my opinion, brother, greatest team sport athlete in American sports yeah. history. Yeah, I think Absolutely. he surpassed. I think he passed MJ as hard as that is to do. Mm. Um, you can find me at Southern sports daily and follow me on Twitter at D McShaw 28. And, man, if you haven't, like and subscribe to us here at the YouTube channel. We got big things planned, bro. Yeah, man, big things planned. Go check out the Mikey Matuk uh, interview that me and Dustin had this week. More interviews coming. We're trying to set some up. We're going around the SEC, going to try to bring former players in from those big-time universities and those big-time baseball programs in the SEC because we really want to hammer SEC baseball this coming up season. So we're excited about it. Catch us here. Click the bell to subscribe and everything so you get the notification when we do post a video. We appreciate all the love and support, and we will catch you on the next one. War Damn Eagle.